This week's episode of Silly Talks About Science Fiction is brought to you by Space Douche. Okay, no. maybe, maybe it's not. Peppermint <laughs> flavor? I would have also given you blue milk flavor. We can do it all over again. Yeah. Hi, I'm Jeff Ripman. And I'm Kristen Kiss. And apparently we're keeping that cold open to the show. I don't know what we were doing there. That's a hot mess. But anyway. We're the co-authors of a silly science fiction comedy book series called Prison Dad with the fabulous Leslie Jim Gum. Yes, yes, and we have a surprise con announcement for you, which is which is fun. On Saturday, February 10th, we will be once again appearing at the Lehigh Valley Comic Con. Yay! In Schnecksville, Pennsylvania. Yes. On the campus of Lehigh Carbon Community College. Yes. So uh, there'll be information on our website. You can go to uh, our website, prisondad.com, to look up uh, information about the Lehigh Valley Comic Con. You can go to facebook.com slash prison dad, or just type in prison dad into Facebook like this. We're going to our old stomping ground. What is great about Lehigh Valley Comic Con is it takes place in the specific geographic location that the prison dad books take place in. Yeah. Like that section of Allentown. Hopefully we'll have some fun friends stop by. Yeah, we yeah. made a lot of fun friends last year. We did. Uh, our friend uh, Christy's coming too. She's going to be yeah, selling her... Yeah, Christy's an awesome fairy, artist. Fairy stuff. I thought she was selling her art, but she's not selling her art. She's selling her fairy stuff, so... Oh, like her masks? Yeah. Well, I, that's really cool, Yeah, too, I didn't... I thought she was selling, like, her artwork, Christy so. goes to, like, all those, um... Ren Fair things, yeah. and yep. she always has beautiful costumes, yeah. so... Come out and check out Christy's stuff, too. And if you want to get your cosplay fairy stuff... Gear, yes. yes. Christie has a great attention to detail because she's. Are you going very to be dressed up for artist. this con? Um, I will probably be wearing some sort of a sci-fi related T-shirt and/or sweatshirt combo. I have some Stephen King items that might make an appearance. Like last time, I wore my Losers Club T-shirt. Yes, you did. It. Yeah. Um, I've got a couple of Star Wars shirts. Yeah. I, I bought a new one. Actually, I might be wearing my new one. It's got Han Solo on it and a heart, and it says, I know. That's good. It'll like, be right around like, Valentine's Day. Valentine's look for everybody. Right around the time that, you know, because <laughs> Valentine's... We are here to talk about uh, some romantic places in science fiction. That you might want to take your honey for. Uh-huh. It's not going to be night. all of them, because, you know, we have to keep our users interested in our podcast. So. Yes, it's not an exhaustive list. No, but it's just some places to make you think, like, hey, I haven't seen that movie in a while, or, or you know, I love them, or that place isn't romantic at all, what are you talking about? Yeah, or if you're trying to, like, you know, get your sweetie in the mood, you pop one of these movies on and be like, baby, what if we were there for real? Yeah. That's yeah. what I do, but then the cat looks at me weird. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta make it weird. All right, so a first romantic place I'd like to talk about, and we both agree that this is a romantic place, yes. is uh, Asgard, obviously, before the events of Thor Ragnarok. Yes. So Asgard, you know, had, like, lovely garden parties, as Hela described them. It's absolutely beautiful. The Rainbow Bridge. There's gorgeous people there, Waterfalls. like Thor and Odin. And is a flat world. Which some people believe that we work on, but guess what? It's not! Yeah, there's a lot of weird beliefs going on in the world right now. I'm not really sure I support a lot of them, but hey, whatever. Yeah, our president's a Nazi. People are eating soap. People yeah, are posting online that Earth is flat. Nazis are attacking Star Wars and Black Panther movies. Like, come on! What the hell's going on around here? It's very scary. So if we Nazis. were on Asgard instead, 
We could, you know, have a romantic evening by yeah. Odin's castle. Uh-huh. Maybe taking a theater show if Loki is inhabiting his father <laughs> at that time. The beautiful theater on top of the, you know, like the, the overlooking the city too, where they were yes. looking. It was beautiful up there, you know. Yes, and and you could even travel to other worlds through the Rainbow Bridge, through right? The Rainbow Bridge, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. The, 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 the Bifrost, Bifrost. Yeah, the Bifrost. If you're a little bored, you could go to the Bifrost. Mm-hmm. And uh, go somewhere. The castle is amazing. The castle is really beautiful. The people are lovely. Yeah, you know, maybe you could hang out with Thor for a little bit. He could make you laugh and show off some tricks with his hammer. I'm sure they have delicious food. Perhaps Scandinavian type food. And I have to tell you, the people in actual Scandinavia, like Sweden, are very hospitable and have delicious food and are lovely, lovely human beings. So if if Thor's world is anything like where the Vikings really came from on Earth, you'd have a great time. So, next up, we wanted to talk to you about some Star Wars locations. Yeah, of course, of course. Now, as much as you know, most of us agree that Attack of the Clones is the weakest Star Wars movie mm, out of the deep, deep out bad. of the nine nine Star Wars bad. movies that, that are out there. Uh, well, yeah, soon to be ten with the Han Solo movie coming up. Woo, Han Solo! So we know that that um, you know Attack of the is worse, but we want to talk about how romantic um, Naboo was for Natalie Portman and the Did other. Go and act again? Yeah. <laughs> if they had had any chemistry at they had all, none. instead of being like oil and water, yeah. it would have been a lovely scene where they were playing in that pastoral field. Yeah. Natalie Portman had that lovely flowy dress on, and uh-huh. they were being silly until they got run over by that strange furry creature thing. It was like a pillow monster. Like a pillow monster, a cow, boat thing, I don't know, whatever it was. But Then they know, made out. Yes, and that was extremely awkward, because I didn't think either of them were into it. But, you know, if you were with someone that you were into, that would be a lovely romantic place No, he was into it. She wasn't into it. It was Stockholm Syndrome, because he was keeping her, like, held up there, you know? No one else around. He said she couldn't go anywhere. She falls in love with her captor. Okay, sure, yes. Although I think Padme was mentally and emotionally stronger than they portrayed her in those films. She was supposed to be the leader of the Resistance! Why didn't they let that happen? So, like, Leia was really tough in A New Hope. Yeah. She was not that tough in Empire. But she was tough again. She was scared. But she was tough again in in the end, like, you know, breaking Han out. You know, as, as, you know. She had her mojo back. You know, Jedi really does feel like it's two parts that. The heist of Han, and then the Muppet caper, the great Muppet caper. Because I think she was, like, vulnerable, because she was falling in love with Han. So, like, that's something that she hadn't had to experience before, because she had been just focused on being a general. And ultimately, I think that's why maybe their relationship had such a rough time, because she didn't know how to be vulnerable and still be awesome at being a general, you know? And I don't think Han knew how to be vulnerable and be a good smuggler. Although, it's questionable whether or not he's actually a good smuggler, yes. or he just is a smuggler. He just as has much a fa- as I love fast Han Solo, yeah. he... We're going to find that out in a couple yes, months, I do. too. Every time. <laughs> so yeah, Make Out Field had the waterfalls, very romantic on Naboo. Even the city in Naboo was, was very Pretty. romantic. Yeah. Now you think that, these are two different locations that are written here, but you think that Coruscant, uh, the city of Coruscant is romantic? Um... 
I think we were arguing back and forth. Yeah, we were time, arguing. So I was writing it down. Okay. I was thinking of clouds. Yes, really. you were right because I don't think Coruscant is just too bustling. There's just constant traffic. The whole yeah. planet's a city. That it could be kind of fun, but they never showed like a fun place. They ne- no, no. There's so, like, the Jedi Temple. There's you, the you Senate know, like, floor. I like Philly. The Senate Philly floor has, is a boner killer. Philly has a lot of great restaurants. So if it was like Philly and they had some really great like ethnic places, that I'm sure they do. Yours, that'd be fun. But I was actually thinking of, of Cloud City as being more romantic. So right. I was kind of writing both down. Yeah. Um, because I just love like that so, sort of Greek look that it has. It's so like clean and white. Yeah. And columns. Yep. And like that lovely brunch that they laid out that Darth Vader like ruined because he started shooting people. Like I wanted to no, sit down Han with that brunch. first at Vader. Okay, fine. So Vader had a lovely brunch available for everyone and then Han came in and started shooting it up because Han shot first. Fine. But anyway, I just thought it would be a lovely place to have an actual romantic brunch with your love. And so if if Vader hadn't been there, or if Han hadn't shot first and Vader was actually being polite, like Leia's father should have been, and inviting people in to enjoy some biscuits and champagne and eggs and bacon and what have you, it would have been a lovely champagne brunch, and I could have imagined being there, you know, with Han Solo. Hamming it up. Or, you know, Lando. He's pretty charming. I probably would have had a good time. To me, an urban setting like that is, you know, is not... I mean, you grew up in New York. I grew yeah. up in Allentown. But it was but, cozy. Like, yes, it was cozy. There but was, here's there what a lot of other people. It was like a private room, you know? Our, our, next, two, our next two locations in Star, the Star Wars universe, though, I think are, are so much more, like... Are so much more romantic. For example, let's talk about Iscarot on um, on Rogue One yes. as being such a romantic. You know, when they're on the beach there at the end after the blast hits the planet, and they're just like looking at each other, and they're on the beach. Do they kiss? Do they kiss, or do they? They, they just hug. They just hug. Yeah, yeah. I was. I, I for some reason swore I think they, they already kissed. Wanted them to smooch, but I don't think they actually smooched. I'd smooch. I mean, you're going to die. What you're going to die. You're going to die. I mean, I've heard that most of the time when like a plane goes down, people start jacking it insanely so you know i mean you know it's about, like, end, like the end of mall rats there end, it was yeah, like, like did he come or what come on man there's some answers you know what there's some questions you know what the answers to you know like yeah exactly like that so why not just do whatever you can in the so, remaining moments you have but yeah but, but the planet itself they had to build the data center there right that's your argument no, I think it was such an absolutely incredibly beautiful place. Like when they f- when they first fly in there, it's like, what the hell? Like the empire's doing something nefarious on this like gorgeous resort location. It's like I don't know, it's like if Donald Trump like created like a hotel in Hawaii, like he probably please does. go away. You've just ruined it for everyone. He probably already did. But, you know, I would, I think if the Empire wasn't there, it would be a wonderful resort place to go for a romantic beach vacation. And even if the Empire is there, I think they should convert it to a fabulous resort and just have the stormtroopers wear their helmets and no clothes except for board shorts. And then they just have to serve you like fabulous Mai Tais and, and margaritas and pina coladas and you can just relax down by the beach and maybe maybe that handsome gentleman with his fabulous capes could be there as well <laughs> he could be like the mater d or like you know he could run the resort how about this it's been krennic 30 krennic, krennic, yeah, krennic. And his fabulous space capes it's been 30 odd years since the attack on a scare since the battle of scare right but it got blown up pretty badly but it's been 30 years dust settles you could rebuild <sighs> 
Maybe. Maybe. All right. Anyway. All right, all right, all right. So, Canto Bai is a new... A new location in Canto the Star Bite. Wars. Yep, right. Canto Bite. Canto Bite. That is the casino planet from the latest movie, The Last Jedi. And Finn and Rose go there to find this famous gambler, who is played by Jennifer Aniston's husband. But they actually end up leaving with Benicio Del Toro, which is always a bad idea. Um. <laughs> yeah, that's always a bad idea. Anywho, but... um, Uh, Always, yeah. It's a little too casino and flashy for me, but it is quite beautiful. It's quite beautiful. And the people are dressed impeccably, and it looks like they have some delicious food and fancy places to go have drinks. So, you know, Finn was definitely impressed by it, and he never got to have, like, a romantic fun vacation. So maybe he and Rose will have another opportunity to go there under happier circumstances. Although Rose probably wouldn't be that thrilled about it because she had some issues with, like, how it's run. Which I get. I yeah, appreciate that. Slavery. It's like yeah. however people probably feel when they have to go to Mar-a-Lago. I ah. don't know. I would never go there, but. <laughs> I'd protest us out of it. Um, so, uh, Justin Thoreau, though, I thought it was funny that he didn't have any like lines. Yeah, he just had like that, that pin. He makes the, the Lego Ninjago movie, which my son has made me watch a few times. He makes it. He is brilliant as the bad guy. His like his his he's everywhere he delivers. That whole cast is great too. It's like Fred Armisen, um, the guy with the super long name from Silicon Valley and Portlandia, uh, the big sick. That, that oh yeah yeah code. yeah. Camille 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 Nanjiani. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. I know you're Kamal, not listening to this, but Kamal Nanjiani. Yeah, he's brilliant. Yeah, but he's he's yeah, he's, he's awesome. In that funny. and um, uh, little Franco is the main character. Oh yes. Little Franco, the non-molesto, apparently. Whoops! Sorry, James. Who knows? I think we're done with Star Wars for now. No, no we're done with Star Wars on this on this list. Okay. Um, okay. So the next thing we we want to keep going and talking about um, places from from other things. So I thought. Oh, here, yeah. Just, we had a little argument back. Yeah, we were kind of arguing about this. Like, I've only seen like a couple of episodes of The Expanse, but I think it's cool so far. I want to watch the rest of it comes highly recommended by a lot of people, including Jeff. Um, but they showed this scene on the belt where they were kind of hanging out in this marketplace that looked super interesting to me because they were all, like, vendors from, like, different areas of the cosmos that the show sort of encompasses. And so I just imagined it as being, like, a really sort of fun place for a first date because you could go to all these different vendors and see so many different things. Like, kind of like a farmer's market, but, like, in in space. So to me, like... But it's a little gritty, it's a little dangerous, so, you know, it might be a little bit more like downtown New York and some shady areas. But there's plenty of movies that show, like, farmer's markets and, like, you know, outdoor markets as, like, romantic date places, and I thought, you know, it could be fun. Yeah, my issue is there could be a lack of water, a lack of air times, lack of resources, food. There's nothing nothing self-sustaining about that place, and that kind of freaks me out. But sometimes that's romantic when you, like, don't know how long you have left, you know? Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I'll totally give you that. What about the ship from Passengers, though? I love the ship from Passengers. Like, the thing is, this movie gets, like, a really bad rap. 
because, and I thought it too, I thought it was going to be like really creepy and scary from the commercials, but it's actually more like a love story. Yeah. Um, so I didn't hate it after I kind of got like, oh, wait a minute, no, this isn't going where There's I thought There's a lot of things that were like really awkward about this movie with the writing awkward. of it. And, and, and yeah, I, I do I've agree. It, it was kind of sold, I've seen way worse things. Uh, we were kind of sold, you know, the wrong movie. Yeah, this was movies. around the time where I canceled my Netflix disc subscription because every disc I was getting, and I was getting, you know, so I wouldn't have to like rent movies on demand all the time. And I was watching about two movies a week, and it was going things were going great, but then every dis- movie I was getting was damaged. And the whole part where he tells her he woke her up oh, was yeah, was no. I couldn't watch that part. I had to ask you. Because you were watching concurrently. You, right, right. You, you, I bought it on on Right, yeah, exactly. So that was like, you know, hey, Netflix, there's there's why I, I canceled your service. Because I couldn't watch anything. No, it's so, a real shame. Like, yeah, if you're not going to have these movies on streaming, where you'd have allowance like one or two movies a week or something like that, like I would get be getting with the disc service anyway, um... You know, well, whatever. Anyway, that's that's a conversation for a different time. But, in any case, but that ship, though, the, the pool, ship, the pool the, is the, my favorite. That's part. like a super infinity pool. It is so gorgeous. Like I swear to God, if someone took you there swimming for like a date, they would steal the deal, baby, because it is just so beautiful with oh, the stars my. out in front of you, and you're like swimming, like so so gorgeous. So I would absolutely love to go on a date on the passenger ship. Mm-hmm. And then you could go and have a drink at the bar with that awesome guy from Masters of Sex who is a robot in that movie, but still he could serve you a good drink, you know, have a romantic time, go eat some tacos, go get some sushi, you know, and it's just the two of you. Very romantic. I would have a fun time. Speaking of ships, uh, we should talk about the fifth element in Floss in Paradise. Oh, yeah. This cruise ship is amazing. It is so, it so fancy. It has everything. Yeah, it's fancy. As it's Yeah, it's paradise. Space. Everybody wants to get the yes. heck out of the crappy cities and yeah. go hang out in Floss in Paradise. Roomy. Spaceships normally aren't roomy because, yeah. you know. Well, and the places that they had to live on, yeah. like, the planet were not roomy. Like, Bruce Willis's little apartment is so miserable. It was like a Japanese hotel. Yeah, it was. Like, you sleep in the wall or whatever. Yeah. Like, your coffee's in the wall. Yeah, you have everything like was in the wall. two feet to walk around. Like, yeah. no way, dude. Yep. I would not like that. No. That freaks me out. Yeah. I'm a little claustrophobic. Everything was, like, on... Yeah, everything was in the wall. Weird. Weird. So, yeah, Floss in Paradise, and you can go listen to some amazing singers from different planets and... Crazy characters, maybe even see Gary Oldman with a strange haircut, freaking out, <laughs> and a bunch of, like, orc wannabes following him around. Right. Could be an exciting time. Right. Lilu, you know. Right. It's fun. It's exciting. It's right. A fun movie. I agree. I would totally go there. Mm-hmm. Even though it's, like, ridiculously expensive yeah. tickets. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't afford it. Them. I mean, I wouldn't have paid $250 for Misfits ticket. And, uh... Yeah. Yeah. I was hurting from my Gaga ticket last year, and that was no, like... And you were in the nosebleeds. No, we weren't in bad seats, yeah. but it certainly wasn't Flossed in Paradise type price range. <laughs> All right, so if you have your drink ready, it's that time on Silly Talks About Science Fiction where, where you can I, take it. I have to talk about Jaws! Chris is going to talk about Jaws! I just think you Am- may drink. Amity Island would be a lovely... Destination romantic. for a romantic weekend. It's based off of Martha's Vineyard. As long as you don't go in the water, I wouldn't go in the water. But if you want to go like down at night by the dunes, and people do like 
little campfires and some dudes playing a harmonica and like hippies are smoking weed. You know, you could roast up some marshmallows, drink a few beers, make out in the sand dunes, but don't have sex in the sand because then you get like all Ooh, the sand. No, that's not good. You know, go up and have a drink with, with uh, Martin Brody and his lovely wife, Ellen. Well, you know, have wh- some whiskey. She poured the whiskey for you. What, what's her line? You wanna? She says, you want to get drunk and fool around? Yeah. Like, come on, that's uh-huh. a good time. Uh-huh. That island is beautiful. It's, you know, kept very well. There's like cute little houses. Uh-huh. I think it would be a lovely romantic yeah. weekend. Amity Island. That's a fun So long as time. you don't go skinny dipping in the ocean afterwards. Just don't do that. Nom! Because you'll end up like Chrissy Watkins and get eaten. Nah. Nom nom. What does that say? Nom nom. Oh, the three broomsticks from Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. So you think that the I think the three broomsticks would be a lovely place to go on a date. I think it was a romantic destination for Ginny Weasley and some of her suitors. You know, you go there, have a couple butter beers, maybe have some fire whiskey if you're really feeling wild, hang out with some other wizards, and, you know, have a lovely romantic evening, you know, talking about how you know who is dead and never coming back, and if you see some Death Eaters, you could, you know, drop some beer on them or throw napkins at them when they're not looking, you know, have a great romantic time. I think the Three Broomsticks would be a great place to go on a date. Okay. I do. I would totally go there. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> I know you like your, like, your, like, uh... Cozy pubs. Yeah. And I feel like the place that, um, I was at this morning, um, for a fundraiser used to be a cozy pub last year. And when we went into it, I felt like everything was, like, this, like, brand new, shiny, flashy, only high-top tables, like... Fancy. Why do you have a kid's menu and you have all high-top tables? Like, yeah, do you want, like... fair. So, anyway, no longer a cozy, cozy pub. A romantic place I liked was, um, was the, the plane from Warm Bodies. Mm-hmm. What I thought was sweet here was he had all these things around, you know, because he was grasp, still, like, grasping onto his humanity. He was still inside his head in a different way that he could express himself physically. And he had all these things in the plane, and it was just this, like, co- like quiet, cozy place away from, like, everything else. Yeah, and he had music. Yeah. Yeah, that was a sweet movie. Like, like uh, away from all the chaos and, 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 yeah. and, and all the things. In an apocalyptic zombie place, you have to find the places that you can be romantic when right, you can. Right. We should go back to Harry Potter... Ah, uh, yes, so the speakeasy the from blind the Fantastic pig. Beasts. Yes, yes, the blind pig. With some giggle water. I can't, do an, I can't do the accent. Oh, sweetie, let's get three shots of giggle water. Yeah, exactly, because you're... I just love that girl. New Yorker. She is so cute, and I thought they... Except for that creepy, like, you know, trolley guy that yeah. they had to talk to. Before they had to talk to him, it seemed like such a fun place. I loved all the flapper dresses yeah. and the fun drinks yeah. and the music. The singer was beautiful and fun, and it seemed like a really fun, romantic place to go. And I think, you know, two couples were sort of made at the bar because everybody started falling in love. Yeah. It's very cute. A big giggle water. <laughs> Um, Merlots. Merlots from True Blood. Another one, Cozy Bar. Yep, where Sookie fell in love with Bill. Um, Fun Louisiana bar, so you know the food has to be delicious, especially if Lafayette's Yeah, Lafayette. Gotta get some sass from Lafayette, which makes it a fun night. You know, you get some tasty food, maybe watch some idiots be drunk at the bar, and, 
you know, maybe a vampire to stroll in, but it's not like too super creepy and overwhelming like Eric's bar. It's just a fun local joint, you know, you could have a couple drinks, have some tasty fried food, some maybe some jambalaya. Yeah, have a fun night. Yeah. Have a fun night. I would totally hang out at Merlot's. Maybe play some pool. They had that pool table pool that table. Sam had sex on. <laughs> <laughs> As an animal. No, just kidding. I love Sam. All right, so uh, I want to hit you with two Star Trek romantic locations. Star Trek! That I think are romantic. The first one is Ryza. Ryza is basically a whole planet that's a resort. Um... You know, you kind of see it here and there in different episodes. I was thinking of that spicy encounter in the episode The Game that Riker has with oh, that yeah, alien thing. That that game. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a, uh, in one of our books, um, I want to say it is Volume 4. It's definitely Volume 4. I spoofed that episode with a story where um, everybody gets obsessed with the cell phone game and it's, and it's causing a bit of turmoil, and, and it's up to the main character to save the day. But A.K.A. I, Leslie Jim Gum. Uh-huh. Yeah, so uh, in Volume 4 there, the last story in Volume 4 um, is my nod to that episode. Because I was, you know, that episode came on when I was, like, nine. Mm-hmm. And I was into, like, video games, so, you know, it's funny. Boobs. Just kidding! <laughs> Star Trek totally about the boobs. So, <laughs> so Rise is, like, one one place where, you know, like, everyone's getting spicy, and, you know, Riker's always talking about because he's a freaking creep sometimes. <laughs> the other place that, that scarred me, I don't know, I don't know if it scarred me, was uh, the, the episode called Justice. There was a planet they were on called Rubicon 3, and it seemed like nobody really had jobs here. Everybody would just spent the day like screwing and frolicking and, and playing showing games. Showing off their nipples if they were men and men strange tank just, tops. I don't know what the men were wearing that they thought like, you know, clothing's supposed to protect you. Like wearing like, I wear this shirt so I don't rouge my nipples on something. You know? Oh my! <laughs> American Horror Story reference. You like that? So yeah, that Boom. was a great episode of that show. Ah. Um, but so yeah, R- Rubicon Three, with you know, it. obviously some weird stuff happened there with Will Wheaton. Another, it was another one of those Wesley screws everything up episodes. Whoopsies. So. Anyway, I think that you should take our because you just returned from Jacksonville. Yes, I think so you should take our last, our last, our last one. Honorable mention on, is on um, here. Jacksonville, Florida, as imagined by Ash from the Evil Dead series. Um, Ash totally romanticizes Jacksonville and imagines it to be like the most amazing place that ever existed on Earth, where he can go fishing and meet beautiful women and drink a lot of daiquiris. And I have to tell you, Jacksonville is not much different than that in real life. I really, I'm sorry that my mom and dad are so far away from me, but I'm glad that they get to live somewhere really beautiful and they have lovely beaches. Very friendly, nice people. It's not super Florida. Um, most of the people are transplants that live there. So they have great restaurants, and it's very pretty neat and tidy. There's cute little downtown areas. And so, but, you know, it's very much more romanticized in Ash's imaginings. And it wasn't as much fun when he actually went there, but the imagined Jacksonville, Florida. I know. It's a great I, place. <laughs> It's almost it's almost romantic the way that the the one guy from the good place talks about Jacksonville because he's talking about how much he loves it but he's describing really trashy things about it <laughs> which is really funny. Most of Florida though is um Most of Florida is places I would not want to go. Swamp. There is swamp kind there. Of. 
stuff. But it's but the beaches are really beautiful. Yeah. Like there's lovely homes. Well, don't get me wrong. Like you know, Miami isn't like Miami's that kind a bit of stuff. much for me. You know, Jacksonville's closer to Georgia, so it's a little Hey, look, more Casey just texted me. Um, oh, you know, Casey! Casey, yeah, the name Casey lived in yet. Miami. He lived in Florida oh, for like yeah, three Casey. years. Casey's going to text us after this and be like, guys are talking yeah, about me Yeah, we guys again. talking about Jerks. me. Florida's <laughs> where they stole the roof of my car and I told everybody to bag of dicks. We love you, Casey. We circulated that around like grad school. <laughs> anyway, that's an inside joke for another day. <laughs> so anyway, if you're having trouble coming up with some Valentine's Day plans, maybe check out one of these movies and recreate the uh, look of one of these fabulous destinations in your bedroom or kitchen. Good yeah. luck with that. Don't upset your significant other by making a giant mess. Yeah. Maybe bring some champagne. Sand. Sand, I heard No sand. Don't put coarse, sand in your house. It's, it's coarse rough. and gritty. It gets everywhere. It's not soft like you. <laughs> you know, don't do that to someone. Don't put sand in your home. Um, you know, if if you have someone lovely to be with this Valentine's Day, I hope you enjoy it. If you don't, just be kind to everyone. Be kind to yourself. Have a self-love day. Do whatever you need to. And uh, may the force be with you all. And uh, yeah, yeah, take care. We love right. you. Thank I'm going to go take listening. Kristen now to that cabin from The Evil Dead. No! Ah! I'm sorry, the hotel from American Horror Story. No! no! I'm sorry, the haunted house from American Horror Story. Uh, no! I don't want to go there what about the asylum from American Horror Story? Ah! Ah! What about any kind of circus at all? No! No! Never. No! Or the house on Elm Street. No! Ah! Maybe Camp, Camp Crystal Lake. No! <laughs> Just kidding. Next Valentine's Day. Pizza or salami we, sandwiches. Next Valentine's Day, we're going to talk about the worst places to take a date. On, yes. And that'll be like Camp Crystal Lake. Yeah, definitely. We'll come up with the some, Death Star. some really creepy places, Mustafar, that you don't want to yeah, go Yeah, Mustafar, that would suck. <laughs> anyway, we're not ruining our next Valentine's Day. No, plans. we're not. All right, so until then, go come, to prisondad.com. Come see us next weekend. Yeah, come see us next time at Lehigh Valley Comic Con. I think it's LehighValleyComicCon.com, or just go to, it's easier to go to prisondad.com, go to the events tab and find it. Um, check it out. Uh, come see us. Come tell us how much you like us. You can come tell me how pretty I am. Um, okay. Anyway, we love you guys. Thanks for listening.